Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, Lord, and for your amazing abilities, Lord. The things that you created, Lord, the earth and the, everything that's in it, Lord. And we thank you for the ability to enjoy it, God, to see the birds and to see the trees, Lord. We thank you that you have our good interest in mind, Lord, that you look out for our future, Lord, and you see those things that we do not, Lord, and you guide us into all truth by your Holy Spirit, and you show us things to come. So, Lord, we just celebrate you today, and we thank you for another opportunity to gather together to discuss your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue to study the Lord's house and mostly his word right yes so um i just ask before we get started if you've been if you're blessed by this message that you would like the episode and that you would subscribe on this or any number of our platforms and that you share it with someone else so they too can be blessed and most importantly grow in our lord amen, amen. so that being said we're continuing discussing the garments of the priesthood and to this morning, we're going to be covering Exodus 28, 5 through 14, talking about the ephod. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. They shall take the gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and the fine linen. And they shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, artistically worked. It shall have two shoulder straps joined at its two edges, and it shall be joined together. And the intricately woven band of the ephod, which is on it, shall be of the same workmanship, made of blue, made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. Then you shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone and six names on the other stone, in order of their birth. With the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, you shall engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in settings of gold. And you shall put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. So Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a memorial. You shall also make settings of gold. And you shall make two chains of pure gold like braided cords. And fasten the braided cords to the settings. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you can also find the description of the ephod in Exodus 39, 2 through 7. We're not going to get into that um, because, as we pointed out, much of the instructions the Lord is giving, well, in this section of Scripture, the Lord is giving the instructions to Moses while he's up on the mountain, Right? Yes. With the Lord over the, yes. the period of 40 days and 40 nights, right? And then, of course, Moses goes down, gives the instructions to the people who have, I'll say, who move, been moved by the Holy Spirit and gifted to do the work, right? 
Yes. Yes. And then it talks about how they made these things, right? So there's a, a repetition there, right? Yes. Yes. However, it's still good and it's a blessing for us because the Lord doesn't just say things once and then that's it. If you look throughout the entirety of Scripture, the same messages are given over and over and over with every generation and in multiple ways because it's a safeguard for us. So we can actually know God, who He is, right? Yes. Who He desires to be in our life. But then also, most importantly, know how to live for Him. Okay? Okay. Yes. These things matter. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's an indicator to the nature of God. Um, sometimes we think God is too far off for us, and religion might teach us that He doesn't want us to know certain things about Him. But he knows the way that our brains function. He knows the way we've been impacted um, environmentally or we've, been, we've grown up. And he says things, I mean, like if you read through Deuteronomy, for example, or when the, the law is given in other places, and he says it five different ways, and you're like, God, why did you say that so many times? I got it the first time. <laughs> That's because he knows how our minds function, and he wants us to understand him and what he means. So that way we are able to walk with him and cooperate. That's important to God. Amen. Um, So the first thing I want to point out is how, and we talked about this briefly in some previous episodes, but when we were talking about the priestly garments on the whole, right? Yes. Yes. There is the overview in verse 5, how it says to take gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen, right? Yes. yes. And then they're going to weave together uh, this ephod, right? Yes. Um, fine woven lin- linen art- artistically worked. Yes? yes? Yes. Can anyone tell me what the colors represent? Uh, gold revert- refers to the to divine. The gold refers to the Lord. Blue refers to the Jesus. Divine as nature. Divine so nature. That's what you're looking for. Yes. Blue refers to um, Jesus and his priesthood. Scarlet refers to him being the sacrifice for us. And white refers to his holiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did he get Wait, it right? Purple. No, purple. Close. Royal. And okay. Royal. okay. It's all right. It was close. It was close. I was going to go, yay! <laughs> it was close. So... Um, gold is about the divine nature, right? And that's woven yes. in and throughout the different colors. Blue representing his Christ as a royal priest, right? Or, or a yes. great and high priest, as he's called elsewhere in scripture, right? Purple, as he is the, the king of glory or king of kings and lord of lords. So talking about his kingship. Red, his position as our savior, right? Um, the suffering servant who died on the cross for us. And white as the Son of God or His righteousness, right? Yes. And in each of these, you had gold thread woven throughout. So, which is incredible, right? Yes. There, also, another thing to point out. It talks about, in verse 7, two shoulder straps joined at its two edges and joined together, right? And then, yes. um, 
in verse 9, there are two onyx stones, and on the onyx stones are engraved the names of the sons of Israel. Onyx is typically a black stone, right? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> typically. There are different uh, types of onyx. So, um, this doesn't specify, right? <laughs> Any of those yes. things. But onyx is typically black. And, and there are two stones, six of the names of Israel on one and six on the other, engraved, right? Yes. And then yes. it says in verse 12, um, they are set as, a, as memorial stones for the sons of Israel, right? And then it says, so Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders. Aaron was appointed as the high priest, right? Yes, yes. The Lord is giving Moses the instruction now saying that Aaron is going to be the high priest. Because then he's, he says you'll anoint Aaron and his sons uh, elsewhere in scripture, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So there's a couple things I want to point out with with that, right? Um, because we talk about how all these things point us to Christ, Right. Yes, yes. Um, so the first thing, if we could turn to, let me find it. Hebrews chapter 2. Okay. And I'm trying to find the verse here. Mm-hmm. One second. Verse 17. If I could get a volunteer to read that. I will. Okay. Go ahead, promise. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he may be a merciful. Yes, that he may be a merciful and faithful high priest, and all things pertaining to God, to make propitiation of sins for the people. Mm-hmm. So, all of this, right, is a type and shadow of the things already existing in the heavenlies, but then also pointing to Christ and his role. As the great high priest. Right? Yes. So, so that's the, I'll say the first verse there, right? That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God, making propitiation or a covering for the people, right? Yes. yes. Now, if I could get a volunteer to read, to go to Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to read... Verses 14. Well, we're going to read 14 through 16, but it's really 14 and 15. I can read it. All right, Layla. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do um, not have a high priest who can 
cannot sympathize with their weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, can I have a volunteer turn to Hebrews 7 and begin in verse 28 and read through Hebrews 8 verse 6, please. I will. All right, sir. For the law appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses, but the word of the oath which came upon which came after the law appoints the son who has been perfected forever. Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also has something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he also, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which is which was established on better promises. Amen. So do we see how all these things point to Jesus? Yes. The colors. Notice the colors are exactly the same as what's in the gate, what's in the screen, and what's in the veil. Yes. Yes. All right. Or the. Yes, the the gate into the tabernacle and then the screen and the veil into the holy place and the most holy place, right? Yes. And what was woven throughout as the covering. Yes? Yes. Yes. So, and all of those speaking about Jesus. But then there's an interesting point to make, right? The role of the high priest and these, these stones in particular that are on his shoulders was there as a memorial. So in other words, a representation of someone, and that someone being Jesus, to go before the um, the Ark of the Covenant, right? Yes. And plead for or go before the Lord on behalf of the children of Israel. Or of Israel. Did everybody see that? Yes. Yes. So, um, this is important. Um, Jesus, well, in a, so we got to turn to Isaiah here quickly. Um, let me find the place here. <laughs> Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9? Yes. That's one place. Um, I got to find it. The government will rest on his shoulders. That's for six. Yes. 
for unto us a child is born. Thank you. Yes. Can someone read verses 6 and 7, please? I will. Please, honey, honey. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. So, it's interesting that on the shoulders, right? And I know many, uh, it's been taught in the past about how he does, the Lord does, have the, the keys to death and hell, right? And it's also yes. worn on the shoulder. But it says his shoulders, right? Yes. Okay, well, that's plural. It's not just one. And there are two stones. Each stone, each stone of onyx stone, has six of the names of the tribes of Israel engraved on it. Yes. Right? And then he also tells us, the Lord does, that we are a kingdom of kings and priests to our God. Right? Yes. It also, if you will, speaks to us as ambassadors, emissaries for Christ. Right? In his kingdom. Yes. And of course, it talks about his kingdom having no end, and right? So we're not discounting any of those things. But he has made the covering and bore the weight of us, right? Yes. And, yes. and our sins, upon he took them upon himself, right? He carried them. He is the propitiation for our sin so that we could rule and reign with him, being restored back to the heavenly community. But then I also want to point something else out, which is I found interesting, because in Revelation 2, well, first in John 17, it is the high priestly prayer, right? Yes. And, of course, just like the high priest, right, during the time of, uh, well, in Jesus' time, but in the time where there is the tabernacle and the time for the temples, right, the priest first makes atonement for themselves, and then for the people, right? Yes. yes. They had to live blamelessly or they would not make it out of the most holy place. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So just following that pattern, just like that, in a very similar manner. In John 17, Jesus first prays for himself and then for all believers. Not just the, the 12 that were there with him. Well, the 11. Right? Not just the ones there at that time but for those that will come after them, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So, but then let's also turn to Revelation 2, please. And what is, in verse 7, if I could volunteer to read that. I've got it. I believe it's 2 verse 7. Hold on, let me, give me a second. Uh, nope, it's not 2 verse 7. It is 2 verse 17. I'll read that. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. 
I love it. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, again, a copy of the type and shadows there, right? He and the Lord bore our, our sin and, and all those things upon him. And there's a purifying happening, right? Yeah. And you see that also as a reward. Notice how it changes. He didn't say, I'm going to write your name in gold on an onyx stone, right? And that's the other thing. Yes. The names were written in gold. Demonstrating, again, what, sir? Divine Charles? nature. The divine nature. Exactly. So we are to exhibit God's nature, his character, his attributes in every area of our life, right? Yes. yes. Even though we're, we may be surrounded by sin and wickedness, we are still to demonstrate those things. And then he says, for those who overcome, right, now they receive a white stone with a new name written upon it. Right? How amazing is that? But it also demonstrates the purifying, the cleansing of the heavenly community and our role in it. We are to, I'll say, resemble or be like Christ. Not just in appearance, not just in actions and deeds, right? In spirit and truth. Yes. So, at this time, <laughs> I've done a lot of talking, I want to open up the floor for each of you to have the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I just, it kind of... It caught my attention when um, they had the onyx stones and the names are written on it in a, as a memorial. And then looking at Revelation, um, the last half where it says, um, this is after the, the one who's overcome, they'd be given a white stone with their name written on it. And mm -hmm. only the one who receives it knows what it is. It's just something that the Lord reminded me of, of um, something that you and mommy have taught me especially about tattoos marking yourself and back in leviticus i think it's chapter 19 um it says don't don't mark yourself don't um get any tattoos and then you skip over and look at paul in ephesians 4 30 and it said the holy spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption and so just thinking of that how we often use different things to try to make a name for ourselves like in the world like we we want status mm. we want um a reputation to be known famous and god had already said that he's got a name for each and every one of us and when it's time he'll give it to us and and we'll know it and that'll be that's what the prize should be what what we're looking for and sometimes we get sidetracked and go well the world says i should have this kind of name this is what they said and the lord's like no 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 this is what i said this is your name i called you this nobody else gets to name you i do and mommy and dad always tell me listen to the lord when i have my children name them what the lord says to name them don't mm -hmm. go the world says this is a cute name so i'm gonna name my kid that it's the name that the lord said this is their name and the Lord chooses that for a particular, the names for a particular reason because they mean something to him. It's not so much about what it means to people, but he knows what it means. And this is what he wants you to be. And this is what he's calling you. So just the Lord was just reminding me of being, oh, not okay, but rejoicing in the fact that he, he called me by my name and he was the one that named me. And I don't have to worry about going, who, what is the what does the world think? What do they think? And so mm. I would just encourage our listeners to 
be satisfied and rejoice in where God put you and what he told you to do because that'll bring you true joy instead of searching after the world's riches that fade. Amen. Keep that with you all of your days, my love. <laughs> um, also, you know, God is faithful. He Amen. knows when we're going to miss the mark. While we we strive to to partake of the more excellent way, like, you know, that's something that God has made dear to our heart is having his best. And what happens if we miss him on something? What happens if we didn't take that route? What happens, you know, if humanity has the effect that humanity often does, where we fall short of the glory of God? God still loves us and he has restoration for all of us. So mm-hmm. even so even if perhaps your parents didn't ask God about your name or things of that nature, does that mean that you are lacking in all the blessing that God has for you? No. Does it mean that he doesn't love you? No. Does it mean that his plan for you has been altered? No. no. Does it mean that you're not going to um, still be able to bring forth and carry out the things that God has designed you to? No. Not at all. Not for one second. We serve a good God who is alive, who is all-knowing, amazingly. <laughs> Mommy. He's all-knowing, and he's already made... Um, He's made plans for you, even in spite of the choices that um, we might mistakenly um, partake in or might be made for us. So in all things, it's good for us to set our mind and our our thoughts on, Lord, your will be done. I want to go the perfect way, right? That's what Jesus said in the garden. He said, I know, you know, like, Lord, I know there's another way, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He went the perfect way, the best way. So when the opportunity presents itself, when you have the opportunity to take God's best, take it. But if you've missed it in the past, cast that care on Jesus, let it be under the blood and keep moving forward. And appreciate what God has for you today and run your race, run your race before the Lord. And even when we miss things, even when we make mistakes, God has already accounted for our restoration and provided for it. So all is well, keep moving forward. And as you move forward, look for the best, look for God's best and align yourself to that versus anybody else's perspective. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a couple of things to point out because you brought up about um, both of you, Layla, and you, honey, honey, mm-hmm. about letting the, even the Lord pick the names of your children. So a couple scriptural references, just a couple examples. Uh, one of the big ones is the book of Hosea. Mm-hmm. The Lord selected the names of all his children, Hosea's children, mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But Hosea yes. was also willing to allow the Lord to do that and called them the names that the Lord gave them. And no, not all of them had, uh, I'll say, we would look at it and say beautiful names, the meaning behind their name. Uh, feel-good names. Exactly. Thank that. you. That's a better way to phrase that, honey. Thank you. Not all of them had feel-good names. It was all for a point and a purpose, though, and a sign, right? Yes. Um, yes. So another one is with... Um, well, you can find this in the Gospels with John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right? You told yes. John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, this is what his name is going to be. And until he came into agreement with that, he couldn't speak. <laughs> right? But John the Baptist's father was also a high priest who should have known 
But right, I mean, he was there speaking with the angel of the Lord. Um, you see Abraham, God chose exactly. Isaac's name. Um, and, but then you also see Jesus changing names, right? Peter was not known as Peter, right? It was Simon Bar-Jonah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the yes. Lord called him Peter. So we see this throughout Scripture. Just that was just a few examples, right? Allow the Lord to pick your name. There's a there's a point and a purpose and a meaning behind everything the Lord does. He's a God of details. No detail is too small or insignificant. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are available, but we have to ask. That's it. Um, under understand this. We don't know everything, right? And as we yes, go through yes. life. The sooner we're introduced to God and we part and follow and adhere to his ways, the better. But if we've lived our life outside of him, God is not condemning us. He's not, um, you know, pointing the finger and wagging his head at us. He's saying, I love you and let's keep going together. So mm-hmm. um, there's no need to go looking for a different name. There's no need to not at all. do any of that. Um, God has this all under control. Be appreciative where you are. Be grateful for what you have. And if God wants to change something, he'll let you know. But you don't have to go seeking him out. Lord, give me a new name or anything like that. Don't worry about it. God's got it. You know, just rejoice. And Mm -hmm. as we move forward, you teach your next generations. When you learn things from the Lord, you pass it to the next generation. And then you keep moving. You keep doing that and keep doing that. That's what the Lord wants for us. It's uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29, if I recall correctly. Let me read that real quick. Let me get there so I can read that real quick. How are we doing on time, darling? We, we're running up on, okay. <laughs> on it. All right. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law, okay. which is his teaching. He is teaching us. Yes, there is a command in that. But it's also how he's teaching and instructing us. So we can teach our children. And our children can teach their children. And so on and so forth. Their descendants after them. To bless and benefit future generations. Amen? Amen. 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 All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for giving us the correct name and just showing us what's to come, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your divine nature. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.